guys, and welcome to the Fruit and Flourishing podcast. Whether this is your first time here or you've been along for the entire journey, hello, I'm so happy you're here. My name is Lisa Madison. I am the owner of The Flourishing Space. I'm a life and recovery coach, guiding individuals in all things, confidence, careers, entrepreneurship, mental health, school, relationships, teenagehood, and so much more. I help guide men and women to set, plan, and accomplish goals to lead them to a life they deserve to live with a mind, body, and soul that they love. I'm a dance teacher, yoga and fitness instructor, mental health advocate, eating disorder, warrior, and lover of all things fruit. I also have many siblings. One of them is here with me today. Back by popular demand. (laughs) Please welcome back to the podcast, my sister, Sarah. Hello, everyone. Thank you for um, for joining me again today. I'm very excited you're here. Thanks for having me back. I'm surprised you wanted me back after last time. Well, it was a little last minute. Oh. <laughs> Were you kind of like shocked when I texted you? Kind of, but I'm always down to I'm always down to talk, you know. Well, that's that's definitely for sure. Um, <laughs> before we get into it, just to everybody else out there, I hope you're having a great day. Whatever day it is, you're listening to it. I hope you're having an amazing one. I'm going to send you some extra positive energy. What do you want to send them? I would like to send positive energy too. Great. Yeah, maybe some good luck for the weeks ahead as we move into the fall. Summer's officially, well, kind of over now. Yeah. And the seasons are changing. And I don't know about you, but I don't do well with seasons changing. So I don't I, do well with anything changing. Neither do I. So I hope that everyone is in a good mindset and feeling good. And if you are going back to school, if you have kids going back to school, um, I hope everyone is just staying safe and, you know, just doing your best because I know it's an uncomfortable yeah. situation for everyone. I kind of mentioned this in last week's episode, but for anybody who's going back to school or like unsure about sending your kids back, just remember to trust your judgment. Mm -hmm. There's no right and there's no wrong. We are all confused. Everybody, even teachers and like the school boards, everybody in the world is just trying to take it day by day and do what they feel is best. So that's kind of what we got to keep doing. But don't forget, it's still happening. So stay safe, wear a mask, um, stay healthy and take care of your allergies because mine are so bad right now. It might have been really bad lately too. Worse than usual. They weren't that bad this summer, thankfully. Yours were rough. You've had a rough I had a go. really rough year allergy-wise. And of course, it's the same year we have a pandemic with coronavirus oh. going around. And look, they're the same symptoms. So every day I've pretty much had COVID. Yeah, you never know. You wake up in the morning, you're like, what's that? My hay fever or the COVID? I don't know. We don't know. Um... <laughs> I also just want to mention to everybody that it's officially less than one month until the best day in the world. My birthday. (laughs) Actually, it's a little bit over a month until my birthday. Yes, Sarah's birthday, October 25th. (laughs) But more importantly, my birthday, October 7th. October 7th. That's a big day in this family. It is a big day. I was robbed (laughs) of my birthday. I'm just kidding. I am totally kidding. But yeah, there. my birthday is always something like it's either on Thanksgiving or it, my sister got married on my birthday. So that was seriously, though, the best birthday ever was oh, celebrating was so at my sister's wedding because it was just the best night. Um, and yeah, what else? It's just, it's a popular day. It's also a nice time of year. You get out, you only, we only really get in where we are in Canada, like one month of actual fall, which is October and your birthday falls 
usually at a good time. It is. And then it's also at a time where, like, my friends can never hang out with me because they're doing family things. Oh, yeah. So I always used to have my birthday parties, like, a week in advance or, like, a week after. It never worked out. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I got all I need. And I'm a happy little bean. So we're golden. Cheers. Well, Sarah, mm. um, I wanted to bring you on here for a couple reasons. Number one, I love learning about people. Mm-hmm. And... I could, no matter what it is, I always feel like there's some benefit in hearing somebody else's story, whether it, maybe it helps you in some way you didn't know, or maybe you just learned something new about that person and it opens a whole new door for how you respond to them or whatever it is. And I was thinking today, like, I am very aware of what you battle with. However, I don't feel like, for you personally... Because this is something that runs in our family. But I feel like for you personally, I don't know enough. Mm -hmm. So then I was thinking today, like, I want to learn more. So that's why. That's why I'm here. That's why she's here. To share her story. Um, And I'm going to kind of let you take it over from there. Well, it's interesting that you say that. Because one of the things, when you asked me if I could talk about, like, my anxiety and my depression... The one thing that I wanted to talk about was how I do something. I think last time I was on, I really briefly touched on this. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to touch on it more. It just, the conversation went in a different direction. Yeah. Um, But one thing when it comes to my mental health that I have become almost dangerously good at, which I know a lot of people also do, is masking it. Mm -hmm. Um, I am, like, I am so good at masking every issue that I have with humor or um kind of pushing it under the rug or trying to pretend that it pretend that it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. so like you saying that this could be even just me talking about this I'm I'm super open about mental health issues in general I think I'm a huge advocate of addressing it, supporting it, being open about it, speaking freely about it, and everyone being accepting and understanding. I like teaching people about it as much as I can. Um, But then also when it comes to me, I have still, as is also the case with many, um, I haven't spoken that openly about my own stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I'm, that I'm working on. And I've, I've, I've really tried to, over the years, open up more about it. And the people close to me have learned a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also gets to a point when it becomes tougher to hide it as you grow up, as being an adult sort of takes over. And there is stuff in your life that is going to magnify your issues, if that makes sense, is going to trigger things that you were able to sort of hide. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So... How do you want me to start? Should I... Well, really quickly, I was just going to say, when you mentioned... You briefly mentioned that when I texted you today, like, talking about how you mask it. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, because before you said that, I was thinking about how, for me and my mental health, my thing is I don't want to feel like a burden for people. And I don't want, you know, obviously, I don't want to feel weak, and that's a whole other story. So Mm -hmm. I bottle things up differently. Um, where I think I'm very aware of what's going on, but I just, like, I hold it in because I don't want to be a burden for people, where I feel like you truly, you either let it out, like, with a joke, like Mm -hmm. you say, or, yeah, you just kind of very much have it in to yourself. I don't know how to explain it. I call it, like, for me, this is sort of what I think you said. Like, I call it, like, the guilt of 
mental health. And I get this really bad. So I'll go into, I can give you if everyone wants to listen to me speak. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. cheers. Hence, one of my coping mechanisms is I talk a lot. Surprise, if you've ever wondered why I never shut up. (laughs) See, but I just did it there. I like, there you go. I'm very self-deprecating. You are. I'm so, I, I, but that's how I, that's, I always have been, right? That's what I need to do, but it's gotten me in trouble before. Yeah. Um, but I'll just give you an example of what I mean when I say like the guilt of my mental health. And I know that everyone, I, I don't know, but I would assume a lot of people who deal with, um, this is more an anxiety thing, know this feeling. So let's, so for example, this is a true story. I've been really, really busy at work. Love my job. It's been really stressing me out. But I've been at fault because I haven't been fully speaking up about it just because I want to handle it on my own. I know we've all been there. Mm-hmm. So last Friday, I guess two Fridays ago, I something happened. I actually was about to miss a deadline that I didn't even, it wasn't even registered in my brain. That's how much I have going on. And I absolutely lost it. Yeah. Like... It was awful. I was having a panic attack. I was sobbing, sobbing in my room, just to the point of like, and I was like, like I was almost blacking out. I was that overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was supposed to, which is bad. I, I, I don't get like that too often, but when I do, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot for me to kind of recover from that. So that was Friday morning. And that night, Friday night, I was supposed to be going um, away uh, with, um, one of my best friends, our sister, and our stepsister, and a couple other friends. We had this weekend away planned, and this is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I just like I knew I couldn't go. I was I was a mess, and even just to to drive after I'd been that upset, I knew that I shouldn't have. But I was just even though, and even though I had called Kelsey, who's our sister, and I had explained to her, and she was so understanding, you know, she was like, if just do what you have to do, just, just chill out, it's fine, so I did, I calmed down, but I did make the decision, I was like, you know what, I, I'm in no mood to be at a party or in a group setting tonight anyway, um, so I'm gonna stay home, and for me to, first of all, call, and then she didn't pick up, and then message Kelsey and tell her that I wasn't gonna go that night, and even her being, like, so understanding, the rest of the night, I had knots in my stomach because yeah. I felt so guilty. Yeah. For, I felt so embarrassed for having that breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then I felt embarrassed that I was using that and that was a reason that I didn't go when we had had this this whole girls trip planned. And I was, like, literally beside myself with guilt. So then my, my stress transitioned into full-blown guilt with like I said knots in my stomach and that's something that happens every single time that I have a a, like when I'm anxious or when I'm stressed or when you know I I I do bail on plans because my social anxiety is acting up and then it it turns into this this insane guilt and it's like a vicious cycle yeah um that you know medication can help but it's (laughs) it's still a it's still a thing you know so and I Sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, and I know that's something that people, a lot of people do deal with when you have anxiety. It's just, you talk about the anxiety, you don't really talk about the other effects from the anxiety, Mm -hmm. you know? There's so, there's so much that snowballs off of any mental illness. That just reminds me, even on Friday, when Ryan and I were leaving for the cottage, Mm -hmm. so change in routine, which is, it's so funny because Sarah and I grew up 
our routine changed all the time. We switched Always. houses every week. Like it was, that's what we were like. But mm-hmm. for some reason at this point in my life, change in routine can really, really mess with my brain and it can kind of send me down a spiral because my eating disorder is the one thing that I have control over. So when I lose control over other things, it kind of goes back to it. Mm-hmm. So these past two weeks, like with the dog and like living back and you've seen me going back and forth to Ryan's yeah. house, bringing her over here, like it's been crazy. And then like waking up super early to drive to work. It's just been really hard. And so finally on Friday, it all kind of just like, I didn't even realize that it, it was slowly, behaviors were slowly starting to happen. So on Friday, I was completely normal. And then on the way to the cottage, I just like yeah. broke down. And he was like, well, what's going on? <laughs> but then, <laughs> I don't know. And, then I, and then it turns into me because I get so mad. And I don't know if you're like this, but like, then, you know, you blame your illness. But then you also are like, well, where have, where have you been? Like, you know, I needed the support. But then you feel like, well, why am I blame? Like, it's not your fault. So then 100%. there's a constant. It's never just one thing. It snowballs into so many other things. Then you overthink it for five days after electricity. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's like it's a spiral, right? You can't you get locked in this headspace that you can't get out of. And mm-hmm. then that and then obviously with the overthinking, that's a treat. But a big treat. Oh God, a big treat. It's my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's exactly. And you don't even really know. You don't even know sometimes where it is coming from. You understand what it is, but you don't know how to get a grasp on it. And it is hard. You know, for the people looking in who just want to help, you know, especially when, and this is, you know, Matt's like this. Um, my husband is like this a lot is it's, you know, what can I do? What can I do? And sometimes I'm like, I don't, no, because yeah. sometimes I don't even know what I need in those moments when I'm just like at a loss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, it's, it's so funny because whenever, the more I learn about mental illness, no matter what it is, whether mm-hmm. it's what I'm dealing with or what you're dealing with, people always stem it back from years ago that we don't even realize. So do you feel like you... Like, do you know when this started? Because you, we talk about how you were a very anxious kid. Yeah, so it's interesting. I don't know. So just so for everyone who hasn't, I didn't really say it. I have pretty severe anxiety mixed with bouts of depression. I don't have like, it's very, it comes and goes, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Very affected by what's around me, as it does with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it's weird because growing up, like, I can't, it was... It's funny because looking back, and if I if you notice this now in a child, I think you would you would look at it differently. Yeah. I was like, I, and it's funny when people when I tell people this now because I am so loud now. Yeah. But I was so painfully shy. I I cried literally, bald up until the middle of grade two every single morning going to school because yeah. I was that terrified to leave. It wasn't it wasn't school. It was leaving my parents. Mm-hmm. So there was something there where I was so anxious. Um, and then, which is interesting because that was before the divorce. Yeah. But then after they split up, it was more, I don't know what it was. I was just so, like, it wasn't, I had friends, school became fine. Um, I was always really quiet in school, but I always had a good group of friends, but I was still just so, like when I, for like, when I was at my, at mom's house, for example, I would have to call dad and I couldn't sleep until I spoke to him on the phone and I knew that he was home safe yeah, and like alive. And I don't know if that, 
is a control thing because my environment around me was so out of control. Yeah. That just out of control because I was always moving mm-hmm. um, back and forth. And maybe that was sort of a coping mechanism. Yeah. But it was bad. Like my anxiety, like God, I couldn't, I couldn't even go on in grade eight when I was what? 12, 13. 13, yeah. I couldn't even go on the school, the class trip because overnight trip because I was that nervous. To yeah. Be, and, and it's funny because I never really thought anything was weird about it. It was always just, I was really shy and I was, as everyone said, I was a homebody. Um, and obviously that shifted over the years. I did end up coming out of my shell a lot in high school. I don't really know what triggered it. I think as I just got older, um, I probably became more like this grade 12, maybe like end of high school and everything. And then, then like, ironically, then I just started traveling and go leave, like basically, ironically, my coping mechanism went from wanting to be home to like running away almost. Yeah. Like even still in me when I'm upset or if something's going wrong, I just want to get in the car and just like go. Which I think is very common for a lot of people. The way that they deal with their illness is just yeah. to like rid- get rid of it. Well, that's I, what I think. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, I need to do, you know, now I need to go. I'm, I'm really stressed today. I need to go like up north right now because it's going to clear my mind. And it does sometimes. Um, obviously right now I can't be like, I'm going to hop on a plane to Portugal, though I would Mm -hmm. love to. Yeah. But yeah, that, it's just interesting how it's developed. But so that was my anxiety. I was always like, sure I was an angsty teen. Guys, I was an emo kid. Don't know if you know. Uh, (laughs) XD rar. (laughs) Rar. Uh, (laughs) Um, but I wasn't really like, I don't, I wouldn't say I was, I think I was a typical teen. There wasn't really much. Sure, I was super anxious and and kind of shy, and then I was super awkward, but I was never super... I I was never really down, down, like I wouldn't say. Even with everything going on, like our parents were split up, but everything was fine. We had a good routine going. I think I was okay. I didn't really notice the anxiety, which is still very much there, um, that I'm, I'm learning to manage. The depression stuff didn't really kick in until I was a little bit older, and I think that that was more just harder for me to handle and come to terms with mm-hmm. um I everything literally like went to school got a good job I was living in the city like I had everything was sort of on track and I was in a good spot for how old was I like 25 yeah and I'm not kidding you when I say and I don't tell this story a lot and to be completely honest and transparent a lot of people who were actually around me when this was happening don't know the full story Um, and a lot of that is on me because I just was, I didn't feel like talking about it, but I just basically like, I, I woke up one day and it was like, everything around me was just foreign. Like I just, I was miserable and I hated, I was just like, I didn't want to leave my bed. I started, that was when I was really struggling to like go out, you know, and I had such a tight circle of friends and just going out. I always wanted to cancel. It was like, um, it was so it's, have you ever had where, like to the point where my whole body would actually ache if I had Mm -hmm. to like go out and do something in public like it was just like yeah it was and you were in Toronto yeah it was so weird and it was just so unlike me um it was like I had suddenly gone back 10 years and I was really confused and I just felt I think the word is like so incredibly lost like I was so lost yeah out of the blue and I liked my job I had a great like there was nothing it was just very weird yeah um 
So, um, and at that point I was also like, I was going out a lot, but I was partying a lot. And I think maybe too much because yeah. I was just a little bit, cause I was lost. I really You're was. You're also trying to live up to this lifestyle, this expectation of living in the city yeah. and this luxury, luxury, well, it's hard work, luxurious, luxurious condo yeah. and everything like well, that. Well, that I had created for myself, right? I yeah. had sort of put myself in that mindset and, uh, Actually, what's interesting, I you know, I said, there's a, there's this weird thing with me um, where it was either running home or running away. At this point in my life, then all of a sudden I was running home. Do you remember that? When I yeah. would, every day I was just driving back to home from Toronto. I do remember that. Like I would just walk into the house and mom would be like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. I just can't be in that city right now. And I didn't understand what was happening because yeah. it, I, and that was what was scary um, but the thing is, at that point, too, what I was doing and where, you know, I think I struggled a lot with uh, a lot of friendships for me, really important ones were definitely damaged during this time in my life when yeah. I was leaving and when I eventually actually made the decision to leave Toronto and to move home for a bit, um, which ended up being a good thing in the long run because it all this stuff happened, like meeting Matt, that wouldn't have, wouldn't yeah, have exactly. if I stayed in the city. And I think for me, it was the best thing. Um, but in the long run, but what I was doing was I wasn't being honest, but what was happening when people, what people saw was Sarah, who's partying a lot and is not really like she, she's quitting her job and she's really lost. Like she's a mess basically. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that's what people were saying, but what was happening was I wasn't being honest and saying, no, I'm severely depressed. There's something wrong. I need to get help. Yeah. I was saying <laughs> classic Sarah, like yeah. I'm just a mess. That's me. So lost, you know, she can never figure it out. And what I had done and what I had, I've always done this. I've all, cause I've always been kind of goofy. That's just me. Like I'm loud. I can be kind of, I think I'm kind of funny. In a, but in it like you're funny <laughs> I'm funny but in a self-deprecating way so what I yeah. had done is I had created this persona for me of myself of like you know oh that's just classic Sarah right yeah. um and that didn't help so and that was one of my things of masking and using humor to cope yeah um and I realized over the years that that's what I was doing and it definitely it damaged a lot of relationships that have are being repaired or, you know, um, but it also has definitely made me kind of take a look at myself and catch myself yeah. and be a little bit more honest about, and it's still tough, like being honest about, you know, we make plans to go out like there, there's nothing more frustrating than making plans to literally go and get wine with a good friend. And when that comes being it can be my best friend yeah and there is this feeling of complete dread like where i can't even think of going into public and, and having a conversation over wine yeah and you mix that with the guilt of like why am i feeling like this but the thing is and this is why i've looked flaky over the years is i can't just it's still tough for me to speak up and be like you know what? I'm feeling really anxious today. I can't come out. Yeah. And that's what I have to work on, which, you know, is a big thing for some people. For me, it is for sure. But I've, I've also learned, um, and this is something that I will say, Matt's been really helpful with because um, he's seen this in me. Like he's seen me get into arguments, which you've seen me in an argument. I, I hate 
confrontation. Yeah. I'm yeah. terrified of fighting. Like, I don't want to upset people. But he's seen me upset people because I can't just be honest and say, you know, I don't want to do this. It's too much. Or I'm just not feeling like I'm, I'm down today. And said what I do is kind of I bail last minute. Yeah. And he's seen it happen. So, you know, it's like he's always said, even if they get upset, if you're honest, at least because they're still going to be disappointed. Yeah. At least you're being honest. And it's not like you're making up an, ex- an excuse because people can tell. That's you know? a really, really good way to look at it. I feel like I'm learning that, too. And I'm I'm trying to cut back on like even if I do bail on something, I'm trying to cut back on the. The reasoning after reasoning. Like, I need to stop yes. writing out essays and explaining myself. Oh, my gosh. I will literally, if I'm if I'm trying to get out of something, just because I just know, like, I even did this with, with Kelsey mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, which, love you, Kelsey. I know that I didn't have to because she knew. Yeah. Like, I was upset. But I, I wrote it out and I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, and this and this. And then I had to put a couple jokes in. I did. Yeah. I was like, you know, just me having a breakdown over here. But I always do that. And it's like the justification... And the guilt, uh, it's very exhausting. It is. And I keep thinking this to myself, like, stop explaining every little move you do in life, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. But it's it's crazy how... It's funny because when you're, when you're working on it so hard, or for instance, like, I look at people who follow me on Instagram and everybody's pretty like open about their mental health. But Mm -hmm. when you actually talk to people and talk to people like you, you realize that there are still a lot of people who are not acknowledging what is going on in their brains. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's, I just think with me, the biggest thing that I've always found, um, shout out to anyone who also feels like this. I am so, I love listening to people Mm -hmm. and telling and talking to them about stuff because I, I feel like I'm very knowledgeable in a lot of mental health stuff because we've grown up around it. We've we've dealt with it personally. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so interested in it. Mm-hmm. I want to learn about it. But um, it's harder for me to sort of t- tell myself yeah. to do things or, you know, because I can analyze myself. I'm great. Yeah. I can psychoanalyze myself all day. But it's like, okay, what are you going to do? And that's why, like I said, I'm learning. Like, I'm trying to... Well, that's when it comes to putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. Because I got caught in the trap where I put everything about me to the back burner. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was trying to help others. But then you can't help others if you are slowly fading away at the back. Exactly. You know? 100%. Yeah. (sighs) Well said, sister. So where (laughs) where do you feel like you're at now? Because this... You know, you've been pretty open, which is great right here. So yeah. how do you feel? Like, we're... Good. And I will be open about it. I do like talking about it. Yeah. You know? Well, that's good. I think there's just always that thing in me that that's trying to sort of downplay it a little mm-hmm. bit. And it is. Like I said, it's the masking thing that I am trying to, you know, avoid. So it's baby steps. So for people in your life, would it help you if you were kind of making a joke about it if they were like, okay, wait, no, let, let's talk about this. Yeah, I think that would be nice, you know. Um, and, and the thing is, I don't get that from a lot of people, but it's also because I have never really voiced. I understand, like, I've never voiced a lot of what's going on with me, yeah. right? So I'll feel hurt mm-hmm. or I'll feel like, okay, why doesn't anyone, like, isn't, why is anyone, like, worried? But I also haven't, I've been so good at 
yeah you know faking it yeah so i think that it's got to be a give and take you need to always check up on your friends mm-hmm. always and i feel like you know and i can even get better at that we're really good with each other i think our us as sisters and like family yeah but um in general i think that's something that everyone can just be aware of you know if you think something's off something's probably off you know, if yeah. you know someone and you're you're sensing there's something kind of going on, just just ask. Yeah. You know, um, and and then also, like I said, for me or for anyone who is dealing with some stuff, and it's just it's just learning to just be as open as you comfortably can be about it. And like I said, for me, my little thing right now is I'm just trying to be more honest. If I can't, if I don't want to go somewhere, just say mm-hmm. I'm not in a good spot today mm-hmm. you know yeah and if you need to take care, care of yourself what I'm also learning is saying to people I don't have the mental capacity for that right now right I'm trying to deal with what's going on in my brain because I'm really going through it but mm-hmm. let's you know don't worry I'm, I'm still here I'm Absolutely. still here for you and that's a huge thing yeah right that's what a lot of people that's what you don't do you take on the like you said the burdens of other people not the burdens you take on stuff from other people because mm-hmm. you really want to help and then you, you become a burden yourself. to yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, this is the thing. I don't talk about it that much, but if you get me talking about it, I will forever because I love to chat. Well, it's, <laughs> it's nice when you can openly talk about this kind of stuff because yeah. it's so real. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot more people who need to acknowledge what's going on in their brains. Yeah, You know, absolutely. we're all fighting demons. And if you don't, deal with a mental illness that's fine you can still everybody has something though everybody has something for sure and here's the thing like you you know there are days when some people wow totally lost my train of thought words are hard they are they are hard sometimes listen adulting is hard being an adult i listened i heard a fact somewhere that was really really interesting to me because a lot of where i get sad sometimes still is and this is just a me thing is when I was in high school and when I was younger, I was so, I had all these big plans for myself. I got mm-hmm. so excited over things like everything. Like, God, I listened to like a, like a Zeppelin song and be like weeping because it was so magical. Like yeah. I was just the way that I was, I've lost that a lot. Just dealing obviously through having this, this anxiety and this depression, but also just being grown up. It's not it's messy right like yeah. it's stressful and life is real and and you be- i've sort of become more of a realist than i used to be um I, I heard something that was like when you're a teen the way that your hormones are that's why you're like you're why you're a lot more hoo-hoo, mm-hmm. because you just have so much your hormones are just going insane and that was actually in a movie that i watched so i don't know if that's true don't fact check me don't fact check her um but I think it's important to try and find, like, this is so corny, but I know that you preach this, just to find, like, the happiness and, like, the little things, you know, and let yourself get excited. Yeah. Because I don't do that a lot anymore. I think that's so true. When I was battling in, like, the thick of everything, something that always really hurt me was that my people would say, you're not the same easygoing Lisa. And I was, I'm so excited. I used to say stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. And no, 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 no. It's okay. Because (laughs) when, when I was really going through it, I wasn't, I was a completely different Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. And I like, I do think I got a lot of that, the old quote, like the normal, the regular Lisa back, which is great. But at the same time, I also said like, okay, but 
I am, I'm not the same Lisa I used to be. I'm an entrepreneur. I own businesses. I mm-hmm. do, I, you know, I've, you know, I have this whole different, I'm an adult. Right. You're stressed. And that situation where, like, like I, you know, just said, where you kind of, I've learned from even that, honestly, is that's when, okay, there's something going on. Recognize mm-hmm. that, you know, don't just call someone out for it. It's like, it's like what, for me, it's, oh, she's, she's so lost. She's such a mess. Okay. But, but should we maybe discuss why? You know, like yeah. maybe we should ask what's going on. Yeah. And I think that's that's typically how it is. If you do notice that there is something that's different, just just ask. Nothing hurts in asking. And if the person's not ready to talk about it, they're not. But at least they know that you asked and you're you're there. That will mean more to them than you will ever know. Absolutely. But I think you bring up a good point that I just want to touch on quickly. Like growing up is very, very scary and Sarah, like she said this before, we're very similar in the sense that we both, we get, we have big expectations and like when they don't go, we, we think we, for me at least, I think of a scenario so hard in my head and then when it doesn't happen that way, I get upset Mm -hmm. and I had my life planned out since I was 10 years old and I thought I had it all figured out and then all of a sudden age 25 tends to be a popular age. Oh God, it's called the quarter life crisis. Quarter life Uh. crisis, like things can... Things totally flip for me. And so to other people who are just watching and seeing what you're doing and seeing big things in your life change, exactly. They call you lost. Mm-hmm. They call you, I don't know, a lost soul and this right. and that. And then here I am being like, I'm going to go do this and this and this. And then people are like, well, just pick one thing, like settle down. Yeah. And I'm like, but these are also our times and our years to be figuring it out. 100%. And discovering ourselves. Yep. People think that like 25, even like, listen, I'm, I'm 30 almost. And that is so insane to me. But people think that because we've been conditioned to think that we need to have it all figured out by this certain age. And if we don't, then, you know, there's something wrong. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Like do what feels right for you. Cause you only have one life that we know of. Um, and <laughs> What? You don't believe in past lives? I'm getting really into it. I've been watching all those videos on like the kids who remember things from their past life. It's Wait, crazy. I watched that the oh, other day. It scares well. me. Yeah. What do you think you were? A cat? Uh, no, but I, I can't. I feel like when I say this, you're gonna laugh at me so much. Oh but, like, no. I'm. I'm. Okay, everyone listening, please don't laugh at me. But what? I'm like very certain that I was alive during like the Woodstock age. Okay. Because ever since growing up, I get like, this is bizarre. And this just shows you how emotional I am. I have like some weird shit, but like, I will literally get so, whenever I like listen to certain songs or like, I just get so insanely like depressed and sad. And then I miss certain things. I don't know what I miss. Is everyone just laughing at me? No, no. But that could also just be that I like music but there's Sarah just taught me all about music i did i'm yes you're welcome yeah thank you i actually got upset because i found today that our dad bought her a really cool like he buys book. me all the cool books i know i know what the heck i want them Sorry. anyway um where were we but that just shows you like how in my head i am i think <laughs> well you know what that's that's actually a part of anxiety because back here we oh. go listen to this so i was reading the other day because i get extremely nostalgic same oh my god it's crazy yes we 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 know oh my god and janae the three of us will drive through our hometown and drive past all our old houses and all we do is talk about our old school and the smell of the pencil crayons like all (laughs) we do is talk about high school and like 
it, it brings us this comfort. And apparently that's also a sign of an anxious brain. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense though. It's, right? it's another coping thing. Because we have a hard time living in the present, living in the now, taking things day by day. We're either thinking about the future, thinking about the fact that we're not, well, you are married or having kids or mm-hmm. owning a house or having a career at this age or thinking in the past being like, I miss the, uh, the school morning mm-hmm. and elementary school and this house and yeah. being, living with my dad and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. We all do that. We, you, the three of us, we're guilty for that of that for sure <laughs> how do we get fixed <laughs> we can't <laughs> we talk oh about it on podcast so everyone can listen that's right hope you all enjoyed <laughs> i do i do think talking about this especially with people is so so helpful yeah i'm glad i'm glad that you let me come on again because this is kind of what i did want to talk about the first time i was on yeah i've wanted to talk about it openly for a while um but it, we obviously just got sidetracked so we were talking about my foreign husband experience yeah but well we do um i was saying today i would love to have our other sister janae on Mm -hmm. here so the three of us can kind of talk about growing up in our family because we have definitely grown up differently very unorthodox yeah upbringing yeah yeah not that we had it rough by any means no um just different we did not have a traditional family (laughs) no and we still don't we still don't and that's just how it goes so i think the three of us would have some good conversation to share about that absolutely well thanks again for coming on my podcast thanks for having me like comment subscribe um (laughs) leave a rate and review Leave leave a rating and review is that what you say a rating have i been saying it grammarly incorrect leave a rate no rate works i think okay did you want to plug anything while you're here um no it's just like last time i don't you don't do much on the media i don't really do much on the media i'm going to bc in a couple weeks so like there might be some fun photos coming Mm -hmm. up yeah but that's it so no it's okay guys this is just all of me that you're gonna get well, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> at The Flourishing Space and check out my website, theflourishingspace.ca. I got to go get my daughter. Oh, Luna. Your niece. Yeah. All right. I got to go have wine night. All right. Enjoy your wine night. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. And stay happy, stay healthy, eat your fruit, and keep flourishing. Bye. <laughs>